Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest Hello, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I know you are happy today. Yeah, happy Independence Day. <laughs> happy in- Happy Independence Day. July 4th. Yeah, or Rebellion Day. I mean, I don't know, however you want to perceive it. Perspectives, right? But actually what we're more concerned about is independence from sin. Can I make that segue? Hey, that's pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> and Psalm 97. And, so. and fireworks, glorious things happening in the skies. <laughs> so we're going to read Psalm 97 now from the New King James Version. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. A fire goes before him and burns up his enemies round about. His lightnings light the world, the earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness, and all the peoples see his glory. Let all be put to shame who serve carved images, who boast of idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints. He delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. One of the themes in this psalm is righteous and righteousness. It's going to end with those who are the righteous and the blessings that the righteous receive from God. Light is sown Mm -hmm. for the righteous. Uh, An interesting mixed metaphor, if you will. Because rather than light shining, which is what light does, right. it's a picture of light being as seeds being planted. that are planted in the ground. And just, just imagine light as a seed planted in the ground and as it bursts forth in something that just produces light. Hmm. Uh, and, well, that's and, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, and gives you, here, here's the path. Here's the path ahead of you. And, of course, that produces joy for the upright in heart connected to righteousness again and the righteous will be able to rejoice in the Lord and give thanks to his holy name that connects back to the God who is king because Mm -hmm. what we learn about the God who is king is righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne at the latter half of verse two this is a a God of righteousness image right there I got to tell you you know what what are the pillars that are his throne that he sits upon Mm -hmm. righteousness justice that's incredible here's here's the really so we're talking about having a picture in our mind as, as we're reading this especially with poetry we read the scripture and we envision things and that's hard for hard harder for some than for others some of us actually this is not me but some people really do think in pictures yes and they they automatically pictures come up some have to work a little bit harder at envisioning the images and the pictures you say that's not you well actually i don't think in pictures very much i think in words i think in words i don't think in pictures very much so i have to work at it when i want to envision things but the what what we're actually supposed to envision here is here is a throne and the foundation is the dais 
it's the I mean, we would use the word stage. Yeah, the okay, platform. Here, here's the platform right. that the throne is on, yes. and where the throne is is sitting on a dais of righteousness and justice. Yes. This is the bedrock foundation for God's seat and reign and rule, righteousness and justice. But what I think is really beautiful, and now we can tie together those story of fireworks in the sky and the heavens and all that kind of stuff. Everyone's been waiting Cl- for it. Closing, this this closing is a master loop. episode, I, uh, if I do say so myself. <laughs> closing the loop on that. <laughs> Bring it is, all together. Is that he, he comes down in verse 6, the heavens proclaim his righteousness mm-hmm. and all the peoples see his glory. Yeah. The heavens, the skies, when we look up, that's mm-hmm. what he's talking about. It's not talking yeah. about if I get into the realm where God lives. It's not talking about the spiritual realm, which mm-hmm. sometimes because of what has happened historically with that word, we use that word heavens to refer to the realm of God, yeah. the spiritual realm of sometimes God. Sometimes it he, does. But here it's actually talking about when I look up, mm-hmm. I'm standing on the earth, I look up into the skies, I look up into the heavens. What do I see in the skies and the heavens yeah. when I look up, Andrew? So immediately you see stars, constellations, the moon, the mm-hmm. sun in the day. And what this is saying is when I look at all of that, what I see is the righteousness of God. Okay. Now we've heard something similar to that before. I think so. Okay. What, well, what you... well, I recall in Psalm 19. Yeah. The first half of the psalm is yes. talking about how the uh, glory of this creation is a declaration to God. Yeah. In in Psalm 19, it says the heavens declare the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, when I read that in Psalm 19, that's a little bit easier to grasp. I look yeah. at the heavens and I see the grand, magnificent amazing nature of the heavens yes just just the the vast expanse and when i realize that god put all of that there i recognize his vast expanse his weight because that's what glory uh, initially meant that idea of just the that weight and that heaviness yeah. of, of just power and strength when I look at that, I see that. And I so, you, uh, well, and just and this is something that all peoples do have an opportunity to witness. Yes, His glory. You go outside in this creation, you cannot avoid it. You look up and you see it. Everyone gets to see this. Well, Psalm nineteen makes it very clear. It's it, as it drives home the point about the sun, mm-hmm. because everyone in all the world gets to see the sun rise and go through the sky and do all that it does. Yes, with its light and its heat. And it's life-giving power for, I mean, everybody recognizes if we didn't have that time of light during the day, um, there'd be just death. Correct. Light and life. They get to watch the sun go through this. Everybody gets to see that. Mm -hmm. Well, now we come to Psalm 97, and it's similar concept, but a different term. So here it is. It's not declare the glory, but it declares the righteousness of God. I want to think through that. What does verse six say in the ESV? The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the people see his glory. So we get back to glory. So there's a parallelism there. Yeah, yeah. These two things go together. They go together. And so thinking through righteousness, so probably we should think a little bit about well, what does it mean to see the righteousness of God? Mm -hmm. I know for me, Typically, when I think of righteousness, I think of like moral rightness. God is right. He, he does the right thing. He does right he does, things. He does the moral thing. He's going to make things right. So, but, but there is a broader concept behind that righteousness that is not just about moral rightness. Mm-hmm. There's also just about order. 
Okay. You know, rightly ordering things. Like the, a correct. Yeah. Correctness. Well, is that a word? Yeah. So a judge who is righteous rightly orders things. Mm-hmm. A judge who is righteous perceives the right order of things and declares decrees. Decrees as as things are being tried, as people are yeah. being tried. He declares the right things the, to, to preserve and get into the right order of things. And so as we look up to the skies, well, let's think about it that once I grasp that there's this broader idea of not just moral rightness, it's not that I look at the sun and oh, that tells me something about the moral rightness directly, but it does tell me something about the God who is able to rightly order things. Mm -hmm. I mean, can Mm -hmm. you see that when you look up at the sun and the moon, the stars, does that, does that draw anything into your mind as you consider it? Well, I, I would say that order is one of the things immediately observable and even to the ancients, I yes. mean, the, the, the collection of these stars into uh, constellations, the stories that they would tell about them. But the, but the fact that there was an order that could be drawn to that, um, maybe in a more practical sense that the sailors could navigate by them. Yes. They were so sure and certain in different seasons. And that speaks to an order that you could chart the course of your ship by it. So, yes, definitely order there. And they recognized that as the year went on, the stars moved. Uh They weren't always in the same place every night. But what they learned very early on, and, you know, honestly, this is something... if we don't take astronomy classes, we miss it. We just, I just look up at the sky and it's just like, oh yeah, there's the stars. I don't know it's where any of pretty. them are. It's pretty. But when you actually start tracking it and monitoring it, you realize that they move through paths. They move in an orderly Correct. fashion. Yeah. In fact, in such a way that once you document it and figure it out, uh, you can pick just about any time in history or in the future and extrapolate where those stars are going to be in the night right. sky in the place where you are. Mm-hmm. Again, if you've studied that, the sun is going to do the same thing. This is one of the things that I've always appreciated is that, that that issue of the fact that we can put a man on the moon. Yes. Do you know why we can put a man on the moon? Uh, well, physics. <laughs> yes, <laughs> physics. And and the point about physics is that here, and I don't know all the numbers, but you know, here we are. There's a, a lot to that, Edwin. I, I don't I, I don't know if I can articulate all of it, <laughs> Good point. but Good I can point. point you to some neat movies to watch that talk about that. <laughs> you got to have the right stuff there to you put go. the people on the moon. That's what I know. <laughs> well, and the right part of the right stuff is beyond our control. Part of the right stuff is the fact that even though the earth is moving through the universe in a incredible speed and the moon is revolving around the earth in an incredible speed we can we can launch a rocket from the earth and know where the moon is going to be and put it on the moon Mm -hmm. and then they can get it back Mm -hmm. because of the order Mm -hmm. all right now here's the thing when we think about something being rightly ordered i think we have a word that we use today that when I when I look at something and I'm like, oh, well, that looks like it's perfectly made. It looks like it is rightly ordered. And that word is design. <laughs> you know, when I well designed. When I look at a watch and I see all these pieces yeah, that the move and and it, and it's and you know I can figure out how it works and I can clock how it works and I can <laughs> I can extrapolate where it's going to be yeah. and how it's going to be yeah. working at a certain time even in the future and it'll get there. We call that design. Absolutely. And so really, I know we've, I've often gone to Psalm 19 to make the argument from design Mm -hmm. about the glory of God. But what we have here in Psalm 97 is essentially an an even deeper cut on that argument. It's not just here's the glory of God and how amazing he is, but here's, here's God's rightness. Here's God's orderliness. Here's God's righteousness. And when I look at nature, 
when I look at the stars and the moon and the sun, I see that I am serving a God of order. Yeah. He, he has order. He's not a God of chaos. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a God that brings things into a right order. And now that tells me something about morality. Yeah. Because yeah. There, there, is a, there is a rightly ordered behavior. Mm-hmm. Okay. The sun, the moon, the stars, they follow their rightly ordered behavior. What should you and I do? Yeah. Follow the rightly ordered behavior that God has designed us for and designed for us. Absolutely. And appreciate the glory of this design, this great God. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for Text Talk. Uh, We hope that you've been encouraged in the Word of God. Again, everybody be safe out there tonight. Uh, Edwin, uh, if you would lead us in a word of prayer. Holy God, thank you so much for today. We do thank you for freedom. But honestly, as much fun as we have here in our country and thinking about history and all the different discussions that have about that, we really, and in all seriousness, we take more seriously our freedom from sin that has been purchased by the blood of your son Jesus on the cross. And we pray that we can walk in that, that we can be empowered by that sacrifice to walk in a right order, to to walk orderly and decently, to to hear what you would have us do, to know how to behave in your household, to recognize that you are a righteous God who rightly orders things. And if you've told us how to live, that's the rightly ordered way to do so. And may we bring glory to your rightness and your righteousness. Thank you for sitting on your throne and governing this universe in such an amazing way. And thank you for the king that you sent into the world. And it's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song, You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. But, uh, you know, the big finish is the fireworks. Fireworks. And fireworks, you know, uh, particularly when they're done along so well with, uh, you know, symphony orchestras and a lot of those Americana songs and uh, Zusa and all that. And the, which, Okay. <laughs> tell the story. You said you wanted to tell a story. I'm waiting for you to okay. tell it. So anyway, uh, this is a great lead into this story. <laughs> earlier this summer, earlier this summer, okay, there was the coronation of King Charles. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so one of his special guests and performing at the inaugural balls or coronation balls, it, it would be coronation ball, uh, was Katy Perry. And she sang her song, Fireworks. Uh, okay. Right? All right. I missed that. Baby, thankfully. you're a firework. And she has sung that song 
thousands of times, maybe millions. I don't know. It's been a hit for a long time. And so she just couldn't help herself when she got to the part. Uh, firework, you know, like the 4th of July. <laughs> <laughs> and about halfway through July, she realizes, I'm probably not supposed to be singing about the 4th of July at the coronation of the King of England. <laughs> and so she starts to, like, garble the words. And I just started laughing, you know, history jokes. And it's been a couple of centuries, so I'm sure we can all laugh about it now. Sure. But when it came around again, she it, she's getting ready to do 4th of July again, but then she takes the microwave and does the crash like you sing you sing <laughs> okay it was hilarious that is a funny story That's that a is funny a funny story. story funny story so happy fourth of july <laughs> <laughs> america and britain america and britain okay all right